How's it going, everybody? I'm AJ Cueve. Welcome to another episode of AJ Rants About. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Dr. Sleep. If you haven't seen The Shining, the 1980s Stanley Kubrick, Jack Nicholson Shining, you're going to want to do that before you see this movie. There might be some people who claim that, oh, it's, you know, not that important. It's a, for the most part, standalone. I completely disagree. I think it is critical that you see the original Shining before you see this, because not only does it play very heavily into the plot, but the a lot of the cool things that I really liked about it are, I don't know if homage is the right word, because it's like scenes, camera angles, things are exactly from the original Shining. So if you want to really appreciate this movie, I would highly recommend you watch The Shining. I think you in theory, could watch Dr. Sleep without have seen The Shining and it'll be an okay movie, but man, are you going to be just lost. I really do think it's essential for you to have seen The Shining before you see this movie. So it's taken me a while to finally get around to seeing this. I really wanted to see it in theaters. I love Ewan McGregor. I really like the director of this movie, Mike Flanagan. He has, this isn't his first Stephen King film, actually. He is the writer slash director of Gerald's Game. It's a Netflix movie. And something I really like from him is called Hush. If you haven't seen that, I believe it's also on Netflix right now. It's the movie about the deaf chick who is being stalked by a killer. He does a great job at creating suspense. And I I really care for his style. I find it approachable and effective, especially when it comes to concept pieces such as Hush being the deaf chick that's getting hunted by the killer and Gerald's game, which almost the entire movie is a chick handcuffed to a bed. So I was very excited to see that he was given the keys to basically one of the biggest Stephen King things ever with a, a shining sequel. And this by all means is a shining sequel. It follows uh, the kid from shining Danny, uh, the red rum kid for those of you unfamiliar And it follows what happened after the hotel. So I really liked it. So I'm just going to go straight into heavy spoilers things. I adored the little nods and huge nods to the original Shining. Even the opening scene is the, the like old school credits. And then the, the really famous score, the like bomb, bomb, bomb. Like it's really cool. And I think they did the absolute perfect thing when it came to showing scenes and going back in time to where Danny was still a little kid because Shelley Duvall, Jack Nicholson, they are iconic and it would be really, really wrong for them to like CGI de-age them like Marvel and uh, like what Star Wars does. I think they did the absolute perfect thing of just getting lookalike actors who they look very similar, but there is a clear distinction. And I think it is just the perfect line to toe because like super, super identical looking actors would have been really weird and it would have been distracting, but because they were just similar enough, you at first glance can be like, okay, so that that is a different actor. And then you quickly can move on from it. So I think that was great. Frankly, I think that might be the better route for a lot of these movies to do because we're in that age where sequel slash reboot type things are coming out. 
from, you know, actors and movies from way back in the day. Heck, The Shining came out back in 1980. So, I mean, that's 40 years ago this year. So I think it was really great for them to get the lookalike actors and the recreation of a lot of the set pieces was fantastic. I can't imagine the amount of work and detail that went into trying to recreate these iconic things. The the hotel is historic when it comes to film. And so also something else worth mentioning is that this is a clear sequel to the Stanley Kubrick Shining. Famously, Stephen King is not a fan of that version of The Shining. I have not read The Shining book. I haven't read Dr. Sleep. All I have to go off of are the are the movies. So that understand that my opinions and my my thoughts are based on the, what I have. So I haven't read the books, although I am actually after watching this movie, I'm actually pretty interested in wanting to check that stuff out. So I really dug it. The movie had a great opening bit where there's it kind of reminds me of uh, the beginning of it chapter one with Georgie being killed by Pennywise in the in the sewer the film opens with this little girl like on the campsite thing she goes kind of off to pick flowers and we get our quote bad guy who she really does carry Pennywise vibes especially in this opening scene and so it's a it's her name the character the villain's name is Rose the Hat played by Rebecca Ferguson I know her from Mission Impossible, which, you know, I say, unfortunately enough, she was okay in it. She was also in The Greatest Showman. She did a wonderful job. She is super charismatic and she can be also like really terrifying and intense. So I thought that was really great. That opening scene was, I wish they would have carried this tone a little bit more. And that's kind of the only small gripe is that I wish this movie would have leaned in a tiny bit more. It shouldn't, have, it shouldn't be a straight up horror movie but turn the dial up like one extra level of, of scary would have been great because the shining had a more, um, like a tiny bit scarier of a tone. Uh, that's, that's just a small little nitpicky thing. So basically the whole plot of the movie is Danny, the little boy from the shining grows up. She, he, you know, is messed up, understandably alcoholic And he goes to this small town and gets sober, gets cleaned up, helps people, finds his calling, basically, because he has this ability. And I'm going to try my best to explain this because I don't understand it completely. With his powers, with the ability to shine, he is able to, like, get in people's minds and extremely empathize with them and, like, literally, like, experience their experiences it's really muddy and i think it's muddy on purpose but he works at a hospice and basically helps people when they're dying and that's a really great thing i think it's a really appropriate place for him to end up and he seems to enjoy it and it's to me it's the it's the perfect setting for him while that's happening we have our bad guys which are these hat wearing which I don't get the hat maybe it's that's something I'm missing I'm not going to hold it against it I just I didn't get the hat thing but they hunt down this group of people hunt down people who shine and they kill them for their shine and the shine is personified by this they call the steam it's like this smoke that comes from people I took it as like at least when one of the characters died like their last breath so 
that's something that's interesting in the movie. They there's this really graphic scene with the kid from the room and, and uh, good boys. I think he they really graphically kill this kid. And as he's like screaming, his shine or his like the uh, steam is coming out of his mouth and they're like inhaling it. It's these group of they're kind of like vampires. And uh, I mean, I'm skipping a ton. This is a two and a half hour movie and I'm really painting with broad strokes here. They. They don't eat and they can, in theory, be immortal. Uh, it's revealed that you just you can live for a really long, long time as long as you are eating good shine, like good steam. And that's something I'm going to absolutely give credit to Stephen King with. I am not the biggest fan of his writing. I'm just I'm being forthright there. But I do acknowledge that this dude is a great concept writer. He has good ideas that can be really well expanded upon. I think others do a better job with his work than he does, just because I think if you if you get an idea from Stephen King, it really lends itself to really cool stories. So the idea of these like group of vampires who are going around hunting these people who can shine is great. So there's this little girl named Abra, which according to IMDb, Stephen King didn't mean or didn't realize the name. I think he's full of crap. Ab- no, I, there's no one in this planet named Abra without it being related to magic. So a bit lazy there. And I, I really did despise her name. It was way too on the nose for me, but she's able to shine. And she's apparently based on the bad guys interactions with her, an incredibly powerful shiner. She's able to get in people's minds and like control people with her mind. I, I am completely, and I think, again, it's the point, maybe it's supposed to be confusing. I don't get the shining abilities because there's another character. She becomes one of the bad guys and they're able, they, the Rose, the hat calls her a pusher because she kind of has the purple man, Kilgrave from Jessica Jones ability to tell people to do something and they do it. And I, I think it's really cool. I don't, I wish they would have expanded upon more of what the different abilities of shining are. Because one guy's apparently a really good tracker, and it's just kind of like a grab bag of whatever's convenience of the plot. The characters are able to do this thing, and it light. This film actually kind of has this light tone of superhero film, which is interesting and topical. So a lot of that goes on. Daniel and or Danny, sorry, and uh, Abra get in contact with each other, and they're kind of like pen pals. Like they can communicate via shining. And then once the bad guys are hunting down Abra, he teams up, he teams up with her to tr- basically to keep her safe and to stop these bad guys. So basically it comes down to Daniel and Abra kill all of the bad guys, except for Rose, the main pro- uh, antagonist. And they go back to the overlook hotel from the shining. And it's really, really cool because they that's where they have a Jack Nicholson lookalike and the little creepy girls, all the ghosts and stuff. are It's awesome. It's such a great, I'm so giddy about it. It's so great. And they take her there as a trap and that's where they the ghosts from the Overlook kill the bad guy. And that's also where Danny, Danny dies. In a cool nod to the book, what I do know, a little bit I know about the book is that Jack Nicholson's character doesn't freeze to death like in the film he explode he blows up the hotel by the hotel like the boiler room he like rigs it and then it explodes i do know that much 
So this movie, we get that where the Overlook gets burnt down because uh, Danny goes to the boiler room and rigs it. And that is actually where he dies as well. And the Abra girl is told to shine on, which that's a little... I didn't care for the phrasing of that. I It came off a little after school, especially like special. We're just like, shine on girl, shine on. And I'm like, Ugh, that's a little cringy. So I would have changed that phrasing a little bit, but that's basically the movie. So I'm going to get into the stuff I really, really liked about it. Anything to do with the St- uh, Stanley Kubrick shining. Obviously I was so giddy with some of the scenes where uh, Danny is talking to this doctor in that small town. And basically the doctor, he he does something where like he tells the doctors like your watch is over the sink in your bathroom after you gave that kid with a, what's that disease bubbler, but and the, the doctor says the disease and like, basically there's no way that Danny could have known. So the doctor is talking to him and it is almost a shot for shot, like angle wise, camera movement wise of the scene where Jack Nicholson's character is being interviewed in the original shining. And it's so great. I can spend the, this entire episode going over the shots that are identical. Uh, I extremely loved the ones that really stood out to me. I extremely loved the switch where Danny in the iconic scene in the shining Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall are walking up the staircase. Uh, Shelley Duvall has a knife. She's walking backwards up the staircase. Jack Nicholson is underneath her going like climbing up and it's so it's iconic. That's the whole like I'm not uh, Jack Nicholson goes like I'm I didn't say like I'm not going to hurt you. you didn't let me finish. I'm just going to bash your head in. It's super super iconic. This movie recreates that and it's Danny going up the stairs and you have Rebecca Ferguson's character going up the stairs after him. Again, it's the bad guy chasing the good guy. It's really really good. Uh it's there's just so many of those moments. The super iconic uh, I think they even Parody is not the word. They literally redid this scene in uh, Ready Player One with the iconic Room 237 with the creepy, gross lady coming out of the bathtub. They show that a lot. And I, I loved it. I thought that was really, really great. I loved the visual of locking away the bad guys in his mind. There's these boxes and uh, it's the actually it's uh, I believe his name's Tony. It's the, the character from the original Shining. Well, not the little same actor, but it's the character from the original Shining that it explains Shining to Danny. He shows him like this little box and is like, basically, you can put the bad guys from the Overlook in there and you can lock them away forever. So that becomes a huge plot point later. And I, just, I love that visual of just uh, locking things away in your mind and. Uh, I really liked the representation of people's minds. Little, I think she's like 15, Abra, her mind is sh- uh, personified with, by file a bunch of file cabinets, like a ton of file cabinets, and they're pretty, relative to what we eventually see small, where Rebecca, Ferguson's character, Rose the Hat, she has, a, and she says it, and then we get to see a giant cathedral, like library. Picture like those old school like medieval type libraries that are just giant rooms with big arches because that's her, that's her that she's been alive for God knows how long. And so, and plus she's been in other people's minds. And then Danny's mind is represented in the famous maze from the shining where Jack Nicholson's character eventually dies. So that stuff was great. Uh, it's a character. It's a great character movie. I liked 
Ewan McGregor interacting with Abra. I liked the whole alcoholic anonymous thing and having that be a plot point with Danny because Jack Nicholson's character was an alcoholic. And so why would that be passed down? And so I love the, the idea of him fighting a like physical personal battle and this giant superhero type battle with these, with these creatures. So I really dug that. I also love how this movie wasn't afraid to get graphic. Like there's a a scene where Rose, the hat is in Abra's mind and she's like going through a file and like her hand gets slammed in the file cabinet because Abra's like controlling her mind. And she has like her hand is being crushed by this file cabinet drawer. And she like pulls her hand out and it's like destroying her hand. And I love that they use practical effects on, on that stuff. Not all of it, but you can definitely see like they made a fake hand and they injured it. It it looked great. I love that. I am of the firm belief that there is nothing that is going to replace just good old prosthetics. There obviously there are things that we just can't do with prosthetics. And there is a, a lot of CGI in this, but moments like that, that could have been cheaply done with CGI. They went ahead and made the, the makeup for it. So I really liked that. I also really liked the cool camera stuff that they did. It reminded me a lot of Dr. Strange, appropriately enough, Dr. Strange, Dr. Sleep. So like, a character will, because this, a lot of this does take place in the mind, a character will like fly and then the world will turn around the character. There's a great scene. It was in the trailer where Danny is in a room and then the room like turns over kind of think of like a, a a Freddy Krueger where like the person's walking on the side of the wall and like sliding down the side of the wall and on the route, like onto the ceiling that happens a few times in this movie and it's great. I really think it hammered home the whole in your mind type setting. So I really, really dug it. I can't think of a ton of things I disliked besides a couple little hokey things. Like I really, again, I didn't care for the, the closing dialogue of uh, shine on Abra shine on like that came off really after school special to me. Uh, It went on a little long. This was two hours, 30 minutes. If they would have trimmed it down to like, two like a little over two hours that would have I would have appreciated it getting to know the characters was important so I'm not ultimately mad at that but maybe cut out a little bit of him as a kid of Danny as a kid and you know trim a little bit of the nods to the shining not don't take them out but maybe trim them a little bit I don't feel like we needed to have the the ending with Abra going into the her bathroom and seeing the the shower ghost creature thing that's all gross. I, I think it's an appropriate ending. I think it was kind of a weird visual to end it on. I do love because I, I got upset for a minute. <laughs> I do love that like the big turnaround, like lesson learned, according to Danny, was I told you to hide your shine, to hide your gift, basically. And he's like, and I was wrong you know, shine, do your, do your thing, shine on. And when that's happening, because they're shining together. So like, he's not really there. Abra's talking to, to him, but he's not really there. Abra's mom comes in like, who are you talking to sweetie? She goes, nobody. I got mad watching that. Cause I'm, I watched it at home. I'm like, really ghost will be one just told you to do that. And you're going to go ahead and just nothing. But then she chases her mom out. She's like, by the, by the way, mom, no, I was, I was talking to my friend, Danny, I can see ghost type things. And so like, it was a good moment where like that 
kind of made me upset, but it fixed itself. And it's a, the kid basically like applying the lesson she learned. So I really dug it. I am a little bit intrigued to read the book now. I'm worried that I'm going to have to read The Shining first and then <laughs> Dr. Sleep because I imagine that Stephen King wrote Dr. Sleep based on his novel, uh, The Shining. That would make all the sense in the world. So I would give Dr. Sleep an A-. minus. I think it is a very, very good movie. A couple small things that I would change, but all in all, I enjoyed the experience. I would recommend it to people. I'll probably end up watching it again. If there's anything you'd like for me to take a look at, send me an email at genregeekscast at gmail.com. If there's something you'd like for the main cast to talk about, send us an email there. Hit us up on Facebook where we're having a lot of polls. Right now, we're actually trying to figure out, because this was an email sent from a fan, what serial mascot wins a battle royale? So we're going to have our brackets and stuff on our Facebook page. So check those out and cast your votes. Thank you very much. And until next time, bye. Bye.